Welcome to Journey to the Rise, an interview podcast where we have our guests share their story on their path on how they define success. Journey to the Rise is brought to you by Girl Boss Productions. Often we see someone doing what we want to be doing and assume it was easy for them. What we do not see is the years of hard work that went into where they are today. Success doesn't come without sacrifice, losing sleep, the old saying of blood, sweat, and tears. I'm your host, Lucretia, and on this first episode, we're going to go back to my first podcast from eight years ago. Why would I want to return to those episodes? Because the interviews were good then, and I feel that content carries over to the subject of this one. We're going to be starting with a conversation with Michael Gomez, a photographer based in Tennessee. Michael is someone who is always encouraging other people and photographers to go after their dreams. With the dedication and hard work, he is known as one of the best photographers in Tennessee, and yet he's modest enough to deny that fact. So this is where we will begin on the journey of this podcast, by visiting a conversation with a talented photographer who has not always had it easy, but by never giving up, he now owns Westlight Studios in Franklin, Tennessee, where we recorded this original episode. His success was met with ups and downs and failures. Michael always believed in himself. Michael's life is an example of what can be possible if you keep going, even when the odds are against you. So we are here at Westlight Studios in Franklin, Tennessee with fashion photographer Michael Gomez and Westlight Studio owner. Thank you for being a guest with us. You're welcome. So how did you get started as a fashion photographer? Um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like a, quote, fashion photographer, even though I've shot a lot of fashion or let's say fashion uh, per se. But uh, I started, I was in a studio when I first started out, and it was a group studio, and the group studio had a modeling agency in the studio. And uh, when I was there, I started testing with some of the models. And basically just testing with the models, you would start shooting them in somewhat of a fashion way. You'd shoot some models, uh, headshots, all that sort of stuff. And that kind of led to starting out kind of going in a fashion market but honestly Nashville doesn't have this huge fashion market it's more of a music market so um, the idea now would to know how to shoot fashion uh, like anywhere because we copied a lot of the fashion shoots from Vogue or we we basically tried to learn that kind of lighting but we would now then apply it to a music industry as well Mm -hmm. because they want to like fashion celebrities and celebrities want to all have that very glamorous fashiony look so if, if basically I'm applying what I've studied in fashion and portrait to uh, work toward the music degree uh, music industry or, or any other industry as far as fashion in Nashville you know there there's it's getting there more and more every year we've got uh, fashion week here now and um, and there are some really good fashion photographers in Nashville that probably shouldn't be in Nashville. Uh, we Sing is one of them. Um, 
and uh, another is uh, Eli McFadden. I mean, those guys could go up to New York right now and, or L.A. or and, and really get out there and get some work. Another really good guy for that is uh, Mark DeLong. But, um, and uh, Juan Pont Lasica. There's, there's several great, quote, fashion photographers. Most of the fashion that I do is here in town is geared towards something in Nashville lifestyles, maybe um, something in um, for the Steeplechase lookbook that's a yearly, this is what people are wearing, um, or something that might be in a catalog. Another, I guess, way that fashion is getting here to Nashville is Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, just relocated a, a, a studio down here and they've hired a lot of photographers and they're shooting sort of catalog type stuff nice. um, that's kind of more uh, toward fashion. So it's coming here more and more but I, I, I guess I wouldn't consider myself quote a fashion photographer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, but we shoot in that way so, right. so maybe it is, it is but we're not shooting for Vogue and right? <laughs> <laughs> or any of those crazy fashion magazines. Exactly. But you photograph a lot of models and celebrities. Do you have a unique shoot that kind of sticks out to you? Golly, I've got so many shoots um, that stick out to me. But um, as far as a celebrity shoot, I really, I guess it was about a year ago, I went down to Miami and um, shot um, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, for a bank ad. And it, we shot in his house. And his house was unbelievable by the, by the ocean or the bay or whatever it was. And um, it was just in that house going, wow. I'm in Alex Rodriguez's house, and the funny thing is, is before I, um, before they told me who I was shooting, mm -hmm. and I didn't know who he was, <laughs> I said Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. Okay, let me. I'm like Google, look him up. I'm like, oh God, he's pretty big, you know. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm like, I didn't really know anything about him, and because uh, uh, I'm not really a baseball fan, I don't watch a lot of baseball, but. Um, apparently, you don't need to know baseball today to know who Alex Rodriguez is. He's got <laughs> other things going on. But he uh, he was really cool, and um, he had a, a girlfriend at the time down there, and it kind of made the shoot really comfortable because when I got down there, I saw his girlfriend, and I'd shot her the year before. Oh, really? Um, yeah, at the time. I, I'm not sure who he's seen now, but uh, Tori was uh, down there, Tori Wilson. And I'd shot her a year before, so when he realized that, oh, he knows Tori, you know, that mm -hmm. was kind of cool because he, he's like, okay, let's do this, man, what do you want, you know? Nice. And uh, had a great shoot with him. Um, he signed two baseballs for my kids. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. I thought that was fun. And um, and uh, I just, uh, I've, you know, done cover, a, a photo shoot with George Jones, and that was kind of cool that... Um, to have a, a George Jones kind of uh, may it, it was really cool because my mentor Slick Lawson mm -hmm. shot countless George Jones covers and to kind of walk in the footsteps of my mentor and then shoot a George Jones cover yeah. that just kind of that was very special to me um, to be able to do that and the, the, the shoot went really great George goes I'll only give him two hours <laughs> and uh, when he's like 
two hours. I said, okay, I'm going to have everything set up. He's just going to walk through it all. And, uh, you know, I knew that if George was having a, a good time that he might forget about t the time. Right. And I was right. I had a nice old car that he really loved. I brought my dog that could do anything that I told her to do. And mm -hmm. he loved her. He wanted to take her home. <laughs> and I invited my friend Slick Lawson nice. to the shoot. Yeah. And so it wasn't like he was at a photo shoot. It was like mm -hmm. he was kind of hanging out and having a good time. And so I got so many images from that photo shoot that they ended up um, spanning it to three different album covers. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and, and um, And uh, you get paid for each album cover, so that was good. Right. <laughs> but um, but he, he was great to work with. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as other shoots, uh, golly, I have so many different shoots. But those are probably two that kind of really stand out in my head that... Uh, like this is cool <laughs> very cool yeah what about your most complicated shoot uh i think every shoot has its uh complications i think but um i think just with the right kind of preparation um uh, for the shoot and and the right production person um my wife trish does a lot of of working with me on on the preparation of logistics that I just don't like to do so I really am spoiled rotten <laughs> here's your ticket get on your plane at this time and here's your shoot here's your hotel here's everything written out on one and so it's all done so I don't really look at a shoot sometimes as being complicated mm -hmm. per se I've never really had anything that has really gone wrong with a shoot that I'm like oh no you know yeah. but I think every shoot you know, presents its own set of problems that need to be solved. And I think with the right attitude and, and going in and, and in, in any complication that comes up, you, you, you know, you got to thicken all your feet and mm -hmm. make it happen. Right. Another really cool photo shoot that I had is with a guy named uh, Mike Huckabee. He ran for president, um, I want to say in 2008 maybe or something like that. But he, um, he didn't have very long to shoot either, and I really didn't know a whole lot about him. So I go to Google, and I do my research, and I'm like, okay, let's find out about Mike Huckabee. You know, I knew he loved, um, you know, 70s, you know, just good old rock and roll, classic rock, you know. Mm -hmm. So I chose the station, and, um, and it was just all this great classic rock pounding out, and he was really having a good time. And we kind of started playing a game of of uh, who was this, what year was this, mm -hmm. name the artist, and he was playing along because he knew so much of it. So I gave him a chance not just to shine in front of the camera, but know right. what, hear what his you know favorite music was and, and experiences. And uh, I think when people get a chance to release themselves like that and the favorite things in life, they, um, they tend to like have a good time. You know, the funny thing is, is I also saw him talking um, somewhere once, and he had a Diet Pepsi with lemon in front of him. Huh. I didn't know if it was his. Right. But I said, okay, I never would buy Diet Pepsi with lemon. So I said <laughs> to my assistant that went to the store, I said, make sure you get Diet Pepsi with lemon, a six-pack. <laughs> and sure enough, while he was there, we offered him if there was anything he'd like to drink. And he said, I'd like a Diet Pepsi with lemon if you have it. And of course, 
Sure we do. (laughs) (laughs) Only today, though. (laughs) So I think, you know, making people feel comfortable in their their photo shoots um, and letting them forget that they're here to work and be at a photo shoot. And not everybody's comfortable with their photos. But we had a really good time. We did a book cover for him, and um, he loved them. So, you know, and uh, since then they had called me back again to do another shoot, and I hope he runs for president in 2016 (laughs) and calls me back. (laughs) It pays pays, uh, pays attention to detail like that. It it does. I mean, I think people, you know, they're people, and they have their likes and they have their dislikes, and if you can kind of get ahead a little bit of them to, to figure out what makes them tick and what keeps them entertained and happy you can can have a good time and a great conversation uh, you know you have to figure out okay where am I going to go with conversations mm-hmm. and I, you know I can talk the paint off a wall if, if you give me the chance <laughs> but I think that um, you know if, if you come if you have some value to your conversation mm-hmm. it can be a, a, a time to remember you know something that that you go back and had wow, I had a great conversation with them, you know. Yeah, and when you connect yeah. with them, you bring out their realness. Right. Yeah, and yeah, you do. So as far as complications go, you know, let's just hope there's not any. I mean, nothing that hasn't. You know, photography is not brain surgery. <laughs> complications, <laughs> exactly. and, complications in brain surgery can go terribly wrong. <laughs> complications in photography, you know. You can ruin your reputation if you're not really careful, and I've come close to that, but not anything with complications <laughs> on a shoot. But um. now you mentioned that Trisha's very instrumental in how in helping you get ready for a shoot. But what do you do when someone calls you up and says, "I need to shoot so and so"? What are your steps on getting ready for a shoot? Or are you just so automatic? You just as far as setting up and stuff, you know, I. Um, we find out after your budget we find out concept wise I really when it comes to music I really like to listen to the music I really like to find out what the artist is really about you know you you've got management companies and all these uh, outside marketers and everything trying to impose what they think is on an artist but I'd rather get into the heart of the artist and the music and what it's about and I think visually the imagery needs to work with that so if I can listen to it and the other thing I like, I like to fall in love with it yeah. I mean some of, some of the music just sucks and I hate to say <laughs> it it just does but right. if I can really fall in love with the artist and the music I can really be into it and it, then it's not work mm-hmm. it becomes sharing an art form putting music into vision and that's fun yeah yeah but um, as far as um, other photo shoots, um, you know, Trish handles the details on a lot of things that I just, I don't like to do the numbers. Sometimes she handles the negotiations. Um, sometimes I do. I mean, I've got a series of questions that I ask, mm-hmm. and I find out through those questions without saying, what's your budget? Maybe where I approximate their budget to be so I don't blow them out of the water. Right. But at the same time, I want what's fair Mm -hmm. for photographers I want what's fair for me and you know I I have to respect what I do um, and uh, what all the other photographers are doing or trying to do and make sure that that I'm not um, lowering the standard to uh, the rates out there Mm -hmm. because there are photographers out there that are you know 
really shooting for nothing. And I don't know, maybe they have a $300 apartment upstairs of somebody's house and <laughs> that's their biggest payment. So who knows, everybody's at a certain place at a certain time. I don't want to down any beginners, but you know, you've got to figure out the value of it and what you do and you know, do your best to make it work. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes there's some meetings that we have. Um, sometimes the artists will share some imagery that they like. Sometimes I, I ask them to go onto my website and tell me my favorite, their favorite shots yeah. from my website. That's a good idea. Because I want to do what I do best. I don't want somebody to come to me and, and say, we like this photographer, so shoot like this photographer. I want them to hire me for what I do. And, and if they try to make me into somebody that I'm not, I kind of have to say, you know, you hired the wrong guy. <laughs> I haven't really said it like that. I mean, I can do a lot of different things and styles and lighting, and I can do whatever I need to do. But, you know, I guess it's, it's interesting sometimes when you're working with somebody and trying to figure out what's going to make them happy visually. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then sometimes you just you figure it out. And today you don't have any excuses, really. You have a digital camera. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you're right shooting there. digital, you know you don't really have any excuses. They can see right there what's going on, and uh, you can present that to them, and and they can, you know go to the next one when you're ready. So. Well, your passion definitely shows through whenever I I see your your work. It's very obvious. You're incredibly. That, that's only because you see the work that I want you to see. There's crap in there, <laughs> and, and, and that's with every photographer. Absolutely. They're only going to show their best work yeah. and their passion and what they love. And there's, you know, you get your shot, and that's important. And we photographers, I think, probably have a low self-esteem for the most part because they know what their crap is. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they know their crap stinks, yeah. just like everybody's. But they think they get to see everybody's best work mm -hmm. and nobody's worst work. So, you know, if you got your shots and you're happy and you, you go you go to the next one and, you know, that's just a message for all you photographers out there that uh, worry about what your work is like. Just do your thing. That's the best advice that a person can give because it is hard. Do your thing. You know, when yeah. when I know when I look at your site or the different ones out there, and I look at, like you said, I have <laughs> I have crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, or just images, you know, you you wouldn't go. God, I'm glad nobody could see that one. As I, you know, as I said, everybody does, and and I think it's important for photographers to be who they are. I think, uh, and be true to what they want to do. Try to have a, a vision in your mind's eye that you can then turn into a, a beautiful photo. I mean, if you can see it in your mind first and then get what you see in your mind, that's great. And if you can go into a situation with nothing and come out with something, that's great. And you might end up putting one or two images on your website from that <laughs> shoot and the rest of it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe just not as good. Those are the ones. And you go, okay, well, i got two and there's 400 images. And, you can't think that those 400 images, I guess, aren't worthy, but you just you do that, show your work, and go on to the next one. But I think staying to, uh, true to yourself is big. I think, there's, I think there's a lot of photographers out there that try too hard and they study other photographers and their inspirations and all that. I'm like, find your own inspiration. Make your own mistakes. 
and find inspiration in that. I mean, when we were when I was first starting out, some of the best mistakes were some of the I guess worst mistakes or biggest mistakes were my be- biggest inspirations. I was like, oh wow, I didn't know that would happen, mm-hmm. and you come up with something new. So yeah, don't be afraid to do what you do and learn. I wouldn't say learn the rules, but break them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got some cool stuff from breaking the yeah, rules. Yeah, break the rules, and there are none. I mean, I'm sure there's certain rules, certain standards on certain things, but you know, it depends on what the image is, I suppose. And then there's happy accidents. Happy accidents are always, yeah. So on the technical side, what is your favorite light modifier? Oh boy. My favorite light of all is a 1000 watt, 1940 something beauty dish. It's just that old Hollywood beauty dish. Yeah, that thing is And awesome. I have a few of those. So. You know, that's I guess a light modifier, but the, you know, the as far as a strobe, it, it also depends on the subject and and the shot at hand. You know, it's like, well, this light's going to work with this situation. So my favorite light is using the right light that I need to light the shot with at the time. But my favorite all time, if I had one light to shoot with, it would probably be a window, <laughs> a big window. Yeah. So you mentioned your your lights. What lenses do you prefer to use? Do you have a go-to lens or my probably my biggest go-to lens is an 85-18. I shoot a Nikon D600 right now. Probably going to get an 800 eventually. Um, but I like the 85. I like the compression in that. I also shoot a 7200. Kind of more of a telephoto guy. Um, and I shoot a 50-14. And I guess it depends on what what the uh, the lens is. One of the techniques that I do sometimes with an 85 or any lens really is I uh, when I'm shooting and I want a little bit more space to the left or the right or above I'll generally do like a, a small mini panorama and then I'll just merge them in Photoshop just to get that and I, it gives me the compression mm-hmm. of the of the lens and then a little bit of a wider shot and I love doing that I've, I used to have a 90 shift tilt lens that I did with that all the time with years ago with Canon. That was uh, before their merge program was the way it was now. Now it's so good and mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have yeah. to be a shift tilt lens to be able to do that. They've got special tripods that do that kind of thing too. So uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing what you can do with the merge program on Photoshop. But I'd say the 85 is probably, if I had one lens and that was it, mm-hmm. that would be it. I could make, you know, if it, if it needed to be wide, then I guess they needed just to find another photographer. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I would do my panorama with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. episode of Journey to the Rise is brought to you by Girl Boss Copywriting. So you've been very busy because along with your photography, you manage and own Westlight Studios. So tell us about your studios, the space, the workshops, the events, the what all goes on at your Well, we have been space. busy, busy, busy at Westlight Studios. We moved into this building in Franklin about a year and a half ago, or a little over a year and a half ago, it seems like now. And um, we've been, you know, just trying to custom customize it to all the members needs and the photographers it's a basically a member-based studio and we have some offices that are um, uh, available as well that are occupied right now we've got one opening right now um, but more for not a photographer as much as a designer or graphic 
designer or web designer or production person to outside photographers. And the space is 5,600 square feet. We have two different studios, an east studio and a west studio. The west studio is a natural light studio. It's got a big psych wall in it. It's got a 12 by 12 window that faces west. It's got a garage door opening that is also a window, or we call it a wind wind door <laughs> because <laughs> nice. it opens up but um, wow. it allows natural light to come in all all day and it uh, also is closed off to the elements so it keeps the place cool or hot in winter or whatever it's just a lot of natural light and it's really beautiful so uh, the east studio is more of a controlled lighting situation a lot more videos are shot there but uh, we are planning to put a psych wall in there in the next few wow. weeks you know, for, for still and for video, but, um, you know, another psych wall is a good idea. And uh, it also has a lot more textures, and it's a little, it's a 34 by 34 with a green room attached and another south room attached that can be separated for just headshot sessions if somebody wanted to separate themselves in there. And that room, I think it's about a, I want to say it's a 19 by 20 or something like that. And then we have conference room, a conference room that has a large screen TV for tutorials. We have an LCD projector for people that have meetings here, making an awesome studio. It sounds pretty awesome. It is. It's busy right now. It's, we've had so many rentals lately. I'm not surprised, but <laughs> it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we do make it affordable, but when we work our butts off to, to make the place cool. So we like it. Very nice. <laughs> and we've got a nice little long lease here. so. We're here to stay. Excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. We do. We have a lot of interns that, that come in from various programs. We like our interns to kind of be trying to earn a degree or something like that because they, an intern is, is here for us and we are there for them, but, you know, they're here for us more mm -hmm. because they're going to learn right. like crazy amounts. But we have a lot of interns from everywhere from you know, Belmont, Art Institute, I mean, they just come from everywhere. So I get probably 10 or 15 calls a month from somebody that wants to intern or be a photographer or an assistant or asking for advice. And it's fun to be able to try to, you know, get them where they're going as much as they can and be sometimes brutally honest um, to let them understand that it's very hard work Yeah. and dedication and... Uh, a process that needs to be really thought out. I think someone yeah. needs to be brutally honest. With yeah, them. I mean, if you pat them all the time and then you send them out to the world, yeah, that's a harder lesson than if someone's willing to be honest with them. Yeah, no, you have to be honest, and you know, it takes. It's just, it's not easy these days to really just get out there. I mean, you've got to really be good. You've got to be good. Yeah, standards yeah. have definitely. And out. a lot of photographers are like, should I go find a rep? And I'm like, no let the rep find you. Well, how do I get work? I'm like, if your work's good enough, your work will find you, but you should be able to go with your work and get work if your work's good enough. And if yeah. it's not good enough and you're not getting any work, you need to figure out what's not work. Either they don't like you, maybe it's a personality thing and you're really good, or maybe not as good as you think you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but... Um, That's awesome advice. Yeah, I mean, you, if you do really, really good work and get it out there, people will come to you. So. It just has to be something very unique about what you do and, and how you do it. You know, a lot of photographer styles really pop out. I mean, I think I definitely think personality, when they're in their photo shoot with you, you know, they have to be having a great time. and More or less not just a photo shoot, but they're having a, an experience. Mm -hmm. 
And I think when they leave with an experience and great photos on top of it, then they're going to go tell everybody. And eventually, if if you're looking for a rep, you can kind of plant plant the right seeds out there that will catch the rep's eyes and they will come find you. But if you go knock on a rep's door, hey, I want work, can you give me work? I don't know. You better have great, great, great work. Yeah. Because if you do, the rep will like, heck yeah. And if you <laughs> don't, the rep's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, on to the next for them. Yeah. yeah you know, or or any way. client for that matter. So if someone wants more information on you or about Westlight Studios or Torrenta Studios, where can they find you? Um, for me, they can go to gomezphotography.com. And check out my work there. They can um, go to the westlightstudios.com uh, web, uh, website. That's westlightstudios.com. And check out the, the studio info. Um, we also have a Facebook page. Um, I think we have a link from our website to our Facebook page. Like us, like us, like us. And uh, come visit sometime. Or, you know, come to one of the open meetings that we have or parties that we have or something would be fun um and as far as gomez photography yeah just send me an email and uh, we'll put something together nice very cool so what's your favorite subject to photograph um beautiful people (laughs) no people 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 in general i don't care what they look like everybody's special everybody has something beautiful about them Find it. Yeah. Find it, find it, find it. It could be in a conversation, but I think the more that you find the beauty in something, the more you enjoy to take photos of it. And I think that, you know, we're all just human. So uh, I, I like to shoot somebody not famous, probably <laughs> as much as I like to shoot somebody famous. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me. So. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Something that has inspired you in photography? The sun. Nice answer. <laughs> I, you know, you wake up in the morning or every everything inspires me. I mean, you know, to a degree, I suppose. It's just when, when the sun's sitting perfectly on that, you know, coming over a hill and it's just the right time of the day. You're just like, <gasps> you know, the sun. But, yeah. but... You know, photographers, other photographers work just beautiful. There was a, a a Russian lady who is on Facebook now. She took pictures of her kids with dogs, and they were just absolutely stunning images. What's your favorite music to shoot to? Oh man, I, it. My favorite music to shoot to is what the client likes, because I have a little thing that I do. I kind of calculate what music I think they might like. So if I have an older subject, I try to figure out about the time when they were 18 to 20 mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And I go, this is the music that was playing at the time. What did they listen to probably? And I'll put that in. And generally, like, oh, I love the music. And it just makes them have a really good time. It kind of brings them back memory lane. And... Um, we all remember music and what we were doing during the day kind of thing. So I'll put that in um, starting out. And uh, and then I'll kind of throw in a little few things here and there. Um, I When I used to shoot early, I would just put in my favorite music. And I would try to find inspiration in that. And I'd be into there, find out, you know, get something out of this. 
but I found out later that you know some people didn't like my music <laughs> and if they don't like your music then they're uncomfortable yeah. and you've got to make them comfortable them. yeah you, you've got to figure out a way to make them comfortable and it's their game their money make it work and you know every once in a while it's cool to throw in a, a song that they haven't heard that they like I like to also do a little bit of that is put in music that maybe they haven't heard but they like it and they're just going like who is this band I've never heard of them I love it this is awesome you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're just hyper cool and having fun because they're really enjoying this yeah. fact that they found this new music so that's always Very fun nice. to share to share the music mm -hmm. so um, and sometimes I ask what do you like and of course with Spotify these days you can just album and you can make playlists you can do all sorts of stuff for your photo shoots I've got a photo shoot playlist and um, I find a lot of my favorite music on shows with Shazam and I just put it in my favorites and that's kind of fun um, stuff that you wouldn't hear on the radio but through movies you do yeah. real cool band that I started listening to just last week from a thing I heard on a TV show was uh, Teddy Bears Teddy bears. Teddy bears, yeah, it's like real fun, poppy, cool, reggae, a lot of featured artists and all that sort of stuff, like Iggy Pop, and I mean, just really cool, nice. cool music. I'll have to check that out. Um, so check it out. Yeah. Do you have a dream photography session that you haven't done yet, or you want to do? Yeah, but we're about to get political on this. <laughs> I don't have like a, I don't have a session where I'm like, oh, wow, that would be so cool. I don't really have a dream session. I may, you know, fantasy or anything. I, you know, it's like John Lennon said, love the one you're with. Did he say that? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you love. No. No, John Lennon said, whatever gets you through the night. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. God, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> I'm just, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just kidding. Great material for outtakes. Very cool. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Well, thanks and for having me. we're excited about your photography and your studio is doing super well. And I, I love hearing that because I'm definitely admire you and everything you've done. And, and well, thanks. Well, hopefully we'll have you down here for a workshop one day. Yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll catch up with you later. Bye, everybody. That was Michael Gomez, photographer and studio owner. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, this was recorded eight years ago, and Michael is still standing strong as a sought-after photographer and studio owner. On our next episode, we pull from the archives of my old podcast and talk to Chris D'Amico, another talented photographer. And my, my aunt, who's a professional photographer in Seattle, when she learned that I was kind of switching programs. She bought me a, a Nikon FE1 with this beautiful little 50 millimeter lens on it. And so I kind of felt to that point like I was kind of committed. Right. It's like here's sure, this incredible yeah. gift and yeah, I was like, well, absolutely. I can't I can't turn around at this point. And so I stuck with it and cool. it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. This episode was produced and edited by Girl Boss Productions. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise. What journey are you on? Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.